0: Today on FM, Gelada and I discuss what we thought about the hit anime film Your Name, how it managed to be such a success, and what effect it's had on the anime and film industry. Hello and welcome to another episode of Opsil FM. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada, And today we are going to discuss the anime film Your Name, hmm. which is, I think, anyone that sort of like is, knows much about anime films will have, have heard of it because it's sort of the, the big thing currently. But you've only just seen it, haven't you? You've only recently watched it.
1: Yeah, I watched it, well I, I bought it for Tony actually for Christmas And so I've only just recently watched it, even though it was out in 2016. And I think it's kind of, as a slight aside, it's kind of cool that we're talking about anime, which is something that um, in our um, previous episode with Louise Swift, and she was asking a little bit about the origins of the podcast and stuff. And we were saying like, well, the podcast we used to do, anime was actually a a sort of feature part of what we used to talk about. So it's kind of cool that we're sort of going back to it. Harkening back a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if I've really we've really mentioned it much in
0: the past. Like, I guess we sort of touched on my primary interest in it in the episode I did regarding my thoughts on Japan, like my first trip yes, to Japan.
1: that's true. Um,
0: yeah. But I think that's kind of it, really. Yeah. And it, it's not something that I've really been as kind of passionate about in the past, like, five, six years or so, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more. Like, I still watch it every so often, and I have, like, the favourite series from when I was a bit younger, but it's certainly not something I'm anywhere near as passionate about anymore. But i saw this film or rather i heard about it specifically and the fact that it was kind of like making the rounds in uk cinemas in sort of like mid 2017 and i was like all right okay that sounds cool and it was like kind of getting loads of traction on the internet and like a lot of people Mm. talking about it And i was like okay i'll check it out and it's an absolutely brilliant film and it definitely deserves
1: basically all the hype and kind of praise it gets not all Mm. but definitely most of it it's interesting like you say that you know you heard about it doing the rounds and it having a lot of hype and to sort of put it in perspective as well from my point of view i saw this advertised on the london underground like it had billboard adverts the same size as ordinary films in inverted commas um and that's i I don't think i've ever seen that in the whole time you know in the seven years or whatever that i've been traveling to london for work i've never seen an anime film be advertised on the tube I think the only exception would probably be
0: like a Studio Ghibli film, like Spirited Maybe. Away or uh, Howl's Moving Castle, those kind of films. Yeah. They sort of get the traction in the Western audience that most anime films certainly wouldn't. But that's it. And, and, and that sort of, like you say, that exemplifies the sort of level of success that the films had. Yeah. But what, what is the film?
1: T- tell us about the film itself before we get onto it. Before we even start talking about the film, we should definitely say that uh, this episode, if you haven't watched Your Name, this episode is definitely going to be full of spoilers because, you know, we want to have a discussion about it. So we're definitely going to be covering things uh, that may be a little bit spoilery. Um, So if you are thinking of seeing it, then maybe see it first, or if you're not, too bothered we, we won't go crazy but it's definitely gonna there's definitely gonna be spoilers well
0: we're not gonna maybe go into like huge depth but we are certainly going to spoil like the main bits of the film exactly. that are definitely
1: most enjoyed going yep. in blind definitely but with that said uh, that now we've just uh you know all the people that uh, are gonna watch this film have, have, have pressed stop uh, and have moved on to yep. the next episode the film is about it's, it's about two people one living in tokyo and one living in rural Japan, is it called um, Itomori or something like that? The place that they, yeah, I think
0: yeah. I, I don't know if it's a real town. I not, think or it's, it's fictional. just sort of like a made-up rural yeah. town inspired by rural Japan as a whole. Yeah, exactly. I think Itomori, I think, is the name of the town. Yeah,
1: basically, the sort of the crux of the film is that they wake up and discover that they have swapped bodies, or more precisely, mm-hmm. that they're not in their own body and they're in they're yeah. in this other person's body. And it's a boy and a girl. And so there's and they're swapping bodies and so and also therefore swapping um, kind of lives, you know, that contrast yeah. of, of city life versus rural life. Um, and so as you can sort of well imagine in an anime, you know, plenty of hilarity ensues <laughs> in that kind of situation as it would in any anime with that kind of topic.
0: And, and the film sort of kind of builds from there
1: mm. so that it uses
0: that as its central premise. Yeah. And then tells a story alongside
1: that yeah. as well. And despite it being quite a whimsical kind of plot idea, I guess, the film manages to sort of really expand on that and and sort of go deep on it. And I think that it's, there's a lot more depth than that initial premise, that sort of jokey premise implies. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that that's probably part of its its, its charm, I guess. And...
0: It seems to have been very charming to a lot of people as well. <laughs> yes. like Because like what, what, what we said, it, it it got known quite well. And, and that's how a lot of people like in, that I heard about it is that it got a lot of traction uh, initially. And it's done incredibly, incredibly well. The overall box office figures is something like $355 million. Mm. Uh, and I believe that's like, is now the highest grossing anime film of all time. Yeah. Beating out basically exclusive lists dominated by studio ghibli films yeah (laughs) and that's certainly because they are seemingly the only films that manage to kind of break out into the west Mm. which is where a lot of the money is because like in japan like most people that would see it would see it anyway so the figures don't fluctuate huge amounts Mm. but once it breaks out you've got a lot more countries with a lot more revenue and population to see it which this has somehow managed to achieve
1: yeah and it's interesting isn't it that's like you say that the rest of those statistics are dominated by Studio Ghibli films and something that i think is really interesting is that you know this film is a lot more traditionally anime than yeah, a studio ghibli film it's like studio ghibli films Are a little bit more not designed for the West. I I don't I don't know if that's true or not because Mm, I think they may be more
0: just more palatable by the West. Like they're they're much more traditionally something you would expect in a kids film Mm. that has say some more adult themes. Because don't be wrong, some not all Ghibli films are kids films. No, some of them are, (laughs) are quite quite dark. But yeah, I mean, they are still sort of geared towards children. Uh, with sort of more adult themes weaved into them
1: yeah exactly so your name um yeah it's got that sort of it's quite a traditional anime kind of premise in that it's quite sort of whimsical and yeah it was it was massively massively successful in the west unlike most anime films i guess what's super interesting and i don't know if you picked up on this because like i say we
0: haven't actually talked too much about this yet because i kind of intentionally wanted to wait to hear your opinion on it until we mm. recorded so we could kind of get that quite genuinely out and the film starts up basically like an anime show starts up with an opening
1: thing yes like, and actually that music was plays something... and it's a bit of like a, yeah. a vignette sort of thing and no a hundred percent we when we were watching it and and tony was like this is like a like we've watched are we watching a tv like an anime tv yeah, exactly. series exactly like, yeah and if
0: you kind of think about it the the film's almost structured like a show as well like yeah. you've got the first sort of about half an hour or so which mm. is basically the episode of a the length of an episode of a tv show
1: yeah
0: which focuses one element of the film which yeah. is like the initial sort of like body swapping mechanic yeah and then it kind of shifts gears slightly into episode two where it's about them sort of like understanding what is going on but sort of like trying to learn about each other's lives and the difficulties each other's faces. And then episode three hits with sort of like the big twist, so to speak. Yeah. And then like the final episode is sort of like about the conclusion to that and what happens to them after everything kind of settles down. It is very much like an episodic structure, but
1: in film environment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I'd actually forgotten about that until you said it, Hmm. but it was something that we had noticed at the time. Um, And actually the music is one of the, the highlights for me. I did really enjoy the music. And uh, you you mentioned, you did mention briefly something about the, like a fact about the music and about the the way the music is integrated into the film.
0: Yeah, I am sort of paraphrasing some videos that I've seen on YouTube. And so this isn't sort of my own research, but I believe that a lot of the, animation specifically around the scenes when sort of that like the music is playing like the opening scene and sort of some of the montage scenes where they're sort of going through each other's daily lives through for several weeks with music kind of playing was animated to the music rather than the music made to fit the scenes themselves. Yeah. So as a result of it, sort of the music was a very integral part to those scenes from the get go, rather than it sort of being placed into the scene to just sort of fill, fill dead space. Otherwise sort of, thing, yeah. there's no characters talking because it's a montage scene. And that sort of makes it obvious that the director and the kind of like the, the, the studio wanted to make sure that music was very front and centre in the production. And it, it definitely shows. that It uses it very well. It builds really nicely to sort of big climactic moments. It kind of plays very sort of like nice, melodic, calm music when it's sort of those characters doing their normal daily life. Mm. And then it also doesn't use music in really great ways too. Like there's mm. a few scenes specifically in the film where the music kind of almost cuts immediately. Yeah. And it works really well because it's very much a, a a scene change,
1: a shift. Yeah, I really I just, I just enjoyed the, like the music stuck with me um and I've sort of gone back and listened to it on Spotify mm-hmm. because it's sort of it is a very, you know, the film The film really surprised me in that I thought that I knew what it was and I thought that I knew what the story was going to be and then sort of halfway through the film it really, really changes it like really shifts gear dramatically Mm -hmm. from something that is kind of quite light and sort of typical you know, like stu- a lot of Studio Ghibli films are very light, you know, and you sort of and nothing much happens the way the whole way through the film kind of thing. And I was like, I was halfway through the film gearing up for another half an hour of that and sort of like settling down, being like, yeah, this is going to mm-hmm. be nice, yeah. you know, sort of lighthearted anime film. Oh, there's going to be some misunderstandings of something, yeah, like, and it's and all yeah, going to be fine, sort of thing. And then it's like, no, like there's just the the, the it the film takes a seriously sort of dark and emotional turn very mm-hmm. very quickly you know at a sudden point about halfway through and yeah that that really surprised me
0: and i think that's one of the reasons why the film gained so much traction yeah because a lot of people would have gone in very similarly to you saying i kind of know what to expect from this especially after you see sort of the first 10-15 minutes of the film and so yeah okay it's just gonna be a nice light-hearted anime and then it sort of like gut punches you and i think people really like that almost because they just weren't expecting it and it left so much more of an emotional impression on them and it definitely did me as well like it, it it definitely made me go away from that film kind of thinking about it and being really happy but also a little sad and you know very thoughtful that is fantastic you know that that is what makes films be talked about and then it kind of went viral almost i guess you could say like i don't know if that's a very accurate description but it definitely meant that it had a lot of people talking about it so more people went to see it and yeah definitely
1: yeah i think you're right i think that it did that it did a good job in a very sort of traditional film way of of doing that of sort of subverting your expectations yeah and also telling a story and then making you have an emotional attachment to the characters and i don't know it's just very it's just a very well-written story from that point of view you know that you get very invested in what's going on in the film i think and and like you say that leaves an impression and i think that is definitely a key part of why this film was so popular outside of japan Mm -hmm. and i think on top of that it does help enormously that the music is very good and also the animation is really really spectacular and there's a lot of great visual kind of set pieces yes when you put all of that together you know like high production quality and an impactful story i think that is what kind of helps cement the appeal and helps allow it to be so appealing to people who aren't necessarily versed in that sort of culture and fandom exactly because
0: like anime anime films in general are very much geared towards those that are almost already in the know and it can be a little alienating for people who have not already experienced it. Yeah. So they did definitely did a good job of keeping it nice and broad and open to enjoyed by anybody. And one of the things I'd like to kind of go back to is one thing you said about the animation. And it is a really beautifully animated film. And one of the things that the director is specifically known for is his incredibly beautiful background shots. And I'm sure yeah. you would have noticed this yourself. Like some of the, the vista shots, you know, and the wide angles and everything that they use in the film are absolutely mm. stunning. Yeah. And that gives it a very beautiful, I can't think of a better word, kind of feel to it, which again is more memorable too. It's not a very typical looking quote-unquote anime. It's a really pretty one and it, it's quite, at times it's very lively and lots of fluid movement, but other times it's quite kind of a nice slow panning shots of beautiful environments, specifically in the countryside as well, like when you're on the mountainside and they're all kind of like running through the rain and everything. It's really, really yeah. pretty. That's something I think the the film does really well is is utilise that sort of strength of the director
1: because uh, he is, well, like I say, he's well known for that. Mm. It's a fairly modern um, animated film as well, right? Because there's definitely some modern techniques there in terms of, oh, some, of the, some of the shots and some of the ways that they do. Sort they've sort of blended a bit of 3D and 2D in the way that they do some of the camera shots and the panning shots. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of yep. smooth, smooth pans, which you don't get if you're drawing it frame by frame. You need to no. be able to manipulate essentially a 3D camera around... Yes you know almost like a almost like a cel-shaded video game in a way yeah you know and then sort of blending that with lighting effects that would be more traditionally seen in a 3d setting you know like a like Mm -hmm. a computer generated setting rather than in an animated film that's not super unusual i wouldn't say that it was particularly groundbreaking in that sense you know there are plenty of animated films that have done that and made use of those techniques but again coming back to that kind of complete package I think that's that's where I'm kind of forming my mind is sort of forming on this film is that it is a complete package yes as an anime yeah it's not like you watching and say it was great because of this
0: it was great because of that particular feature oh uh, overall it's just a really really good Packaged film. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter that it's an anime film, I don't think. I think it's just a good film. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think it's a masterpiece in one area. Like, mm. I think there's plenty of areas for improvement as well. And I was talking to you about this before the episode, in that I don't think that it's a flawless film by any means. I think there's quite a few things you could improve, but I don't necessarily think that those improvements would make you enjoy the film more. And the film still makes you walk away from it. Very satisfied, yeah. You know, it's a nice, good conclusion, which is interesting because again, uh, this is one of the things that I learned from b- doing a bit of research last night. Is that the director is quite well known for not leaving pleasant conclusions to his films. This is probably the happiest ending of, any of his films. You know,
1: as as the film was approaching the end, I was like, "It's not going to do it. It's not going to. It's not going to resolve with a happy ending. I can see it coming. Yeah. This is going to resolve dark and gloomy, and we're going to go away and need to watch a more cheerful film." <laughs> 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 but it, it doesn't right at the end you get that lovely
0: feeling yeah and then yeah. The, the really nice music hits and then it pans away on the, a lovely background shot and then you get your credits and you're left feeling very satisfied now don't get me wrong it's it's a little I don't want to say cliche or, or oh it's definitely cliche <laughs> okay it is but it, it's still satisfying you can't deny yeah. that it's not satisfying of course um,
1: yeah I think it works better to round off the film in that way Um yeah. I think that leaves a better impression and you are and like you use the word viral and you're right it's not necessarily quite the right term but having that happy ending i think helps that popularity and that sort of yeah um viralness of the film and i think maybe if it had a had a more sort of sobering ending. I think that it would still be a great film. Maybe a maybe technically a better film. Yeah. But I think that perhaps that would actually have hampered its popularity and its sort I, of spread. Oh, definitely. I think
0: because I don't think it would have been as popular. And I don't mean I don't use the term derogatory, but from a more casual perspective. Yeah. I think it certainly would have been something that more film goers and anime film going specifically would want to watch. Yeah. Whereas I think the way that they've structured it makes it a much more popular film for just kind of anyone to go and see.
1: But it's interesting that you say, you know, sort of anyone can watch it and stuff like that. But actually uh, something I thought of and I can't quite pin exactly what this you know scenes in the film or anything like that particularly, but something that I did feel was that and this is not a really a bad point. It's more of an observation, is that it does actually do a pretty good job of of being quite cultural in the sense of obviously it's set in japan and it's very you know it's very japan oriented and some of those some of the aspects of it some of the sort of parts of it and, and and parts of the plot are a little bit lost or was you know were easily lost on me not being an expert or knowledgeable about what life the in culture. japan is like yeah and i think that actually it it it's kind of good in a way i think that it doesn't necessarily explain that like that's another part of why it works is that it is still at its heart a very japanese film yeah it's not a japanese film trying to be western in its in its culture or try to be culture-less yes exactly
0: it's very anime like there's there's a lot of things that you kind of need to know going in in a lot of anime cases and this one is no exception but it doesn't detract from the enjoyment if you don't, yeah. You know, like you, like you say, for example, you don't necessarily understand as much of the cultural aspect of things as say I would have done, yeah. And maybe certain things were lost on you, but it did. It obviously hasn't detracted from the enjoyments of the film mm. from of the way you've talked. You know, you still really liked the overall film itself, yeah. And in a way, it's it's almost nice because it, it's something fresh for you as well. It's sort of like not a different world, but some sort of your world but slightly different the yeah. way you would experience the life your life because i can imagine you can sort of see some parallels with your life in london to the life portrayed in tokyo yeah um sort of like that kind of breakneck speed of getting around and the expensiveness of everything yes and, yeah you know yeah, yeah. and especially when you because i you can compare that Maybe I suppose to sort of like us both living in a quieter village, mm. you know, growing up, like not quite as rural as it shows in the film, but and I think that's one of the film's other strengths as well is that it manages to be appealing to so many audiences, right? Yeah, because it's super appealing to like a younger demographic because it's about younger people. Like the two main characters, I think, are I think they're going to be like 16 or so, I think that because they're in high school. Uh, yes. So I'm going to say like 16, 17 sort of, sort, of, sort of age. Typical anime age. So it's, yeah, exactly. It's the anime age, definitely. Uh, although interestingly, both of them have parent figures in the film, which is quite unlike an anime. Most animes, like, they, they live on their own and their parents are mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, that's true. But both of them, like, you know, Taki has his dad who he lives with and Mitsuha lives with her sister and her grandmother. and Her dad is there and it's explained why her mum isn't there. Yeah, yeah. Which is quite unusual. But it's still relatable to that age demographic specifically. But then it's also kind of relatable to a more older demographic as well because it does sort of like tap into that bittersweet sort of like what you had when you were younger. You kind of like for when it was easier when you were at school and that kind of like sweetheart you had and the days you did just spend sort of like wandering around just like spending time with your friends. Yeah. It hits a lot of different demographics and that's another reason why I think it's been very popular too because it's easily relatable by lots of different people.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And one of the other strengths I feel the film had was its fantastic way it transitions between different scenes and different moods
1: Mm. Basically like this feels it feels to me like the director just absolutely loves um smash cuts which is that thing mm. right where you you know you have one scene and then you abruptly change to another scene um and you cut the music and you cut the you know the lighting's completely different and that kind of thing. Um that I think one of my sort of favorite recent uh not anime but just TV examples is Game of Thrones is really good at that. Um it's this mm. full of smash cuts where they just like abruptly change from one thing to another. Um But yeah, it's a very powerful um, technique, that sort of jarring change from one scene to another, which matches the kind of on a macro point of view, the film itself um, and the way the film kind of changes gear so much. And so quickly it has it both on a on a large level in terms of the plot and also on a small level in terms of that directing style, um, which is really interesting.
0: I think regardless of all the highs and lows the film has as well, because like I've said earlier in the episode, it's not a perfect film. Mm. I just think the film does a great job of making you not care about some of the low points. Like one of the things that we talked about beforehand, which I kind of pointed out to you was there are quite a few plot holes and inconsistencies, (laughs) but you don't care about them and you never look for it because you're still just enjoying a really good film. Mm. And, you you just forgive it or you don't notice it either or. And it doesn't take away from how enjoyable the film
1: is as a whole. Yeah, you're right. I think that some of the plot holes as well, or some of the sort of it's, it's not even plot holes It's where the film just like smudges over an aspect Mm. of the film. Like I don't know. In a lot of situations, it would seriously detract, and I think it just about manages to get away with it um, because yeah. the film is kind of like magical in inverted commas anyway, so you can sort yes. of overlook it. But only just. There's a couple of bits where I, I was like, "Oh, I feel like there would have been a you know, give it another ten minutes of sat thinking about how you could have changed, you could have done that, and you probably mm-hmm. could have thought of a better made way. it work a bit better." Yeah, absolutely. But nonetheless, it, you're right. I think that the, you detect the the motive and the underlying sort of intention behind the plot to the point where you overlook the polls. Yeah, I definitely. Think.
0: I think that's really important, too, because they've decided we don't super care about the logistics mm. and the science behind it. We just want to tell a nice heartfelt story exactly. about these two characters that is very much why i think this film has done so well as it has And i don't think the i don't think the anime film industry is going to be quite the same in the west ever again now i feel mm. like this has sort of allowed the i don't want to say the floodgates but it's certainly made a, a nice foothold now for anime films to be more widely accepted by west audience that are not either studio ghibli films yeah. or aren't already attached to a very large kind of franchise like the pokemon franchise for example or the dragon ball franchise you know something that sort of the western culture is already aware of
1: yeah it's it's a really good point i think that even you know aside from the the quality of the film or, or whatever you think of the film you're right that its place and its role in in history now for the anime industry i think cannot be cannot be overstated you know, when you think about the statistics and the numbers for it, like we've already touched on it a little bit, but, you know, it obviously it was it was exceptionally popular in Japan. But to be the highest grossing anime film of all time, you know, the, like you say, the films under it are Studio Ghibli films. One of them is, is I, I'm the second one down, I'm guessing, is Spirited Away. Yeah, which is not a new film, right? Like that's that's been around for a long time Two thousand
0: two, I think it was like that's
1: been around a long time. So to have a brand new, you know, a brand new film that takes that top spot away from something that's been, you know, is exceedingly well established um, Mm. just shows that how, you know, just shows how big of an impact it's had. Yeah, definitely. And I I'm really excited to see sort of what
0: comes next, both from the studio and the director because he's a really kind of interesting director but also just from other anime industry films as well like I'm not expecting say like a big wave of anime typically no. anime films to become released like for example like I'm looking forward to the next rebuild of Ava film uh, and I do not expect to see that in cinemas at all yeah except for me like, you might find the odd showing for like a dedicated fan base or something but yeah. it's not going to be like your name where it's in every not every cinema but most cinemas across the country in most most countries but i am expecting to see more traditionally anime films being released and right. you, you almost you see that a little bit already like i've had the opportunity since your name to be able to go and see some more anime films in cinema of questionable quality mind you they weren't brilliant but it was <laughs> still there oh i watched one i don't know what it was called i went to uh, and it was just absolutely mad i'll make sure you link in the show notes but it was a mad film and me and my friend who finished watching went eh what happened i don't get it (laughs) and it wasn't clever it was just kind of all over the place But you can see that as well. Like there's more anime films being released uh, on DVD as well. Like for example, one of the local supermarkets here was selling this, uh, this DVD and and Blu-ray in the UK. And they've been selling a few more anime films more recently as well. Um, Like the other one was in, uh, in the the corner of this world, I think it's called. Mm. again that was quite a popular not anywhere near as popular as your name but again it got a dvd release in the uk in like one of the big supermarkets that's imagine that 10 years ago you you can't you know it wouldn't happen except unless it was a ghibli film yeah and i I, i'm really happy that this has happened because i I want more people to sort of understand why this medium is great
1: yeah yeah you're right i think that it's like you say, it's not. It's probably not going to cause an immediate flood of, of of more films that are in cinemas and and generally sort of popular and popularized. But I think that you're right that it's it shows that it can be done and that there's a market for it. Exactly that there. That, like this can be done. Like make a good film. It doesn't have to be Studio Ghibli. It can be you know something that in many ways is traditionally very very much an anime and given the right film and the right you know the right situation and a high quality film like this you can do it you can push out into the west um and i i do i also hope that we see more of it because tony and i are in no way you know as much of fans or 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 as knowledgeable as you but it's it's definitely it's never been something that we've sort of shied away from and i think that's Mm. the thing is a lot of people traditionally would shy away from from japanese animated films because whatever reason like whatever reason they have maybe they don't think that they are sort of serious enough or maybe they don't particularly like the style or maybe they have some you know sort of preconceived notions and ideas about what what it is and isn't some of them are correct like there's there's definitely yeah absolutely (laughs) like (laughs) Like,
0: it doesn't have
1: the best track record in some instances (laughs) exactly but nonetheless like I've tried not to ever be like that. You know, I've always tried to keep an open mind, but it's definitely not something that I'm like a crazy fan of, but I do Mm -hmm. enjoy good, you know, animated films and TV shows and manga and stuff like that, you know? And so I'm excited as well to have more opportunity to see things that are of high quality and that become easier to get hold of, you know, Mm because a lot of the time with, with anime is and and manga is like, it can be really tricky to get hold of. It's, it's got a lot easier now. certain
0: things. Yeah. Certain, certain series or films or something
1: yeah like give it a few years ago and some of this stuff was like impossible to get hold of
0: yeah like imported from specific
1: companies but
0: now and this is can be seen from a more traditional tv show side of things as well like you get a lot of streaming sites like crunchyroll and funimation who are doing a lot of anime streaming now and then you've also got like the really big companies like amazon and netflix that have their own anime kind of not studios but sort of like licensing firms you know like there are now exclusive netflix and anime uh, and amazon anime you know and really it's, it's i becoming, didn't even know that y- yeah I, I think the amazon one's struggling a little but the netflix mm. one's doing very well mm. and it's making them good money so yeah. this is just going to continue to grow and i think that's fantastic
1: yeah i agree i think that it's a it's an exciting time for mm. for anime from that point of view anime in the west i guess you could say <laughs> and
0: if this episode had sp- Bird, you want to go and watch the film well that was silly of you you should have seen it before you listen to the episode <laughs> then do let us know what you thought of it uh maybe you thought we were maybe too critical and you think it was god's gift to earth or you think maybe we were far too high praising of it like you think oh it was okay it do- doesn't deserve all the hype it would be interesting to know what other people think about it because uh, it's obviously something that we've really enjoyed uh and we try to stay critical but not boring and yeah you know on uh yeah definitely let us, let, let us know what you thought
1: yeah absolutely Um, get in touch with us send us an email you can email us at show at octal.fm or uh, you can come and find us on twitter Um, we're at octal.fm on twitter don't forget to follow us on twitter so that you hear about all our new episodes Mm -hmm. like and subscribe you know (laughs) subscribe to us in your (laughs) favourite podcast app and you know leave us a review in whatever it is that you're listening in right now that would definitely be super useful helps a lot And yeah, and if you'd like us to talk more about anime, you know, this is like our our second Japanese culture episode. Yeah. (laughs) So if you would like more of this, then let us know about that as well. And we can chuck in some more ideas in our pool Mm -hmm. of ideas. Yeah, definitely.
0: It's been it was fun to do because it kind of gave me the opportunity to sort of think about it from a more kind of critical point of view. Because like I watched the film again in anticipation for the episode and really thought about it more. That's how
1: professional we are. (laughs) <laughs>
0: well we try to be at least anyway
1: <laughs> but yeah in the, in the meantime now that we've given you time to write that review and press that star button <laughs> i have been gelada and i have been severin and catch us again for another episode of octal fm very soon
0: today we were going to discuss no we're not we we're not we're going to discuss we are going to discuss I'll start that bit <laughs> again that is ostensibly is that the right use of that word ostensibly i think so i won't use it just in case it's not the right use of that word <laughs> <laughs>